Hey, it's May 2nd, 2016, and this is episode number 16. So grab a plane ticket and come on over and join us in The Queue. Welcome to The Queue, a show that's 95% Disney and 5% sunny summertime. I'm Scott. And I'm Ryan. Ryan, how's it going? It's going mighty fine. How about mighty yourself, fine. Scott? I'm doing, doing good. Doing good. Yeah. It's been a busy week. But it's been a busy week. We've uh, heard a lot of great things, a lot of great feedback about our last show. Yes. The trivia battle with Yoho Disney. And it was awesome. Was I really enjoyed fun. listening to it. I'm really really happy with the way it came together it, so props it, to isn't you. it cool isn't it cool to hear it all come together yeah it was awesome yes so we're glad that everyone enjoyed it if you haven't heard it yet make sure to check it out that was last week's show episode number 15 the trivia battle with yoho disney this week we've got another question and answer show <laughs> it's may so that means this month needs a q a show does need a q a because we get we get some questions in and, and they need a, an answer in a good plenty they need answers yes <laughs> they need an answer in that's that's what i was trying to say with it <laughs> Uh, Let's talk about what's new. All right. What's new, Mickey Mouse? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's new, Mickey Mouse? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, Scott, since last week's show, we did not have any news because it was so full of so much fun, trivia, battle. Too much awesomeness crammed in one episode for news to fit. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. So that means we're going to have to cram a lot of news in this episode to make up for that. Sounds good. So this is the first week of May. And do you know what that means? That means two things. That means... I'm waiting. It means May the 4th. Yes. It's coming on Wednesday. May the 4th be with you. Yes. We'll talk about that later. Star Wars Day. That also means Friday, but technically Thursday, May 5th, Captain America Civil War comes out. Woo! You excited? I I am excited. I don't know if I'm going to get to see it opening weekend, but I'll see it soon. I've got to. I need to see Spider-Man. That is going to be awesome to see. Are you... Did we talk about which team we're on? Yeah. I think we did. We, We talked about how we were Team Iron Man. Yes. But honestly, I'm Team whatever Spider-Man's on. No, okay. she's on Iron Man's team, I think. He is, but so. according to the comics, he will then convert to Ooh. Captain America. So Backstabber. So I'm not taking sides. I'm in I it for, I'm in it for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> what else, Scott? Cool. So uh, it was announced that Tokyo at Disney Resort plans to build Beauty and the Beast and Big Hero 6 attractions. That's right. So that's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, I've got a couple notes on this. This past week, on Thursday, April 28th, the Oriental Land Co. announced plans for major new attractions and theme park areas that are set to open through the year 2020. So we've still got a little while, but Tokyo Disneyland will expand its fantasy land to include a new area inspired by Beauty and the Beast, including a themed attraction, shop, and restaurant. The yet-to-be-named attraction will allow guests to board enchanted dishes that dance Ooh. in rhythm to the film's music. So it's going to be like Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters. Rollickin'. Rollickin' Roadsters, yeah. That with cups. With dishes. <laughs> and dishes, yeah. But come on, the music, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, man, it's so good. It's, it's one of my favorites. Amazing. 
Guests will be able to journey into Beast Castle just in time to break the spell that will help Belle make Beast human again. The park's fantasy land will also get a dedicated indoor theater for future live performances. Other additions to Tokyo Disneyland include an attraction inspired by the film Big Hero 6 for Tomorrowland. In it, the lovable robot Baymax will invite guests to join their own personal healthcare companion on a musical whip ride that swings them around and around. So just reading that, that just sounds like it's going to be like the um, Silly Symphony Swings. Silly Symphony Swings. Does that not sound like the, what that's going to be? Own personal health, healthcare companion on a musical whip ride that swings them around and around. It does kind of sound like <laughs> the, the Symphony Swings. But with Baymax? I don't know. Who knows? I, just reading that description, that's what it reminded me of. It does. It does kind of. We'll see, though. No, we'll see. Or maybe it's the teacups. Yeah, maybe you're in a Baymax teacup. You never know. Man, they could do so much with that. And that, like, fits perfectly in Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. I would be... That'd be so cool if they build their own... Um, San Francisco? San Francisco area in Tomorrowland. Yeah. Like, how awesome would that be? That'd be pretty sweet. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, hey, still. Sorry Tokyo, to interrupt. Tokyo's got a bright future. <laughs> It does. They got some awesome things. <laughs> Minnie Mouse will be the star of a new Disney character greeting location planned for the park's Toontown area. Their guests can walk through Minnie's design studio and then meet her in person. And at Tokyo Disney Sea, the park will add Soren to yeah. its Mediterranean Harbor area. Similar to the attraction at Epcot and California Adventure, parks will be able to take in the sights and scents as they journey over famous landscapes. Very cool. So That sounds awesome. Yeah, Tokyo's got an awesome future. Well, Scott, we've got, a, I guess, sad news, sad to a lot of people. Um, it is sad. The Earful Tower at Hollywood Studios this past week. It disappeared overnight. It did. It was just gone. Just, it was there People didn't one even day get to say goodbye to it. It's just yeah, it was vanished. all of a sudden. So it was there. It went up on May 1st, 1989, when the park opened and you know closed 2016. So the space that it took up currently, or not so much anymore, is going to be the future Toy Story Land. Yes. So where do you think the, the Earful Tower went? That's a good question, because <laughs> it didn't just disapparate. <laughs> it did not. You know, Maybe it's, it's going to Bob Iger's house, you know, backyard could be or maybe michael eisner bought it you know maybe that would actually be fitting (laughs) (laughs) Uh, good old water tower in your backyard (laughs) so wednesday it's may the 4th may the 4th be with you are you doing anything to celebrate i don't have any plans as of yet but i'm sure i'll do something fun you know, maybe throw on a Star Wars movie, you know, and uh, wear... Wear a Star Wars shirt. Yeah, (laughs) shirt or... Yeah, you don't have a costume, do you? That's like Um, a movie that you don't have anything of. Well, I've got uh, a Han Solo Bespin outfit on on the way, the one that you see at the launch bay. Yep. I have that one coming. There you go. So the Disney parks are going to have some fun events. In all of my research, I haven't found anything specific that Walt Disney World is going to do for the date. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have plenty of awesome Star Wars activities already at Hollywood Studios. So the park's all about Star Wars. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much 100% of the park's existence yeah. right now. <laughs> but Disneyland has some cool additional features. So in addition to their launch bay and Hyperspace Mountain, which I'm so jealous that they have yes. and I want to go on so badly, but you can also head over to the Tomorrowland Theater for a special screening of an episode from the hit Disney XD animated series, Star Wars Rebels. You can also find all new Star Wars collector glasses, apparently and I guess these are not not eyeglasses, but (laughs) drinking glasses. Yes, (laughs) Star Wars bifocals. (laughs) Uh, Force focals. Oh yeah, they will have unique themed photo locations, which will be cool. 
they will also have some sort of party starting at 6 p.m. on May the 4th mm-hmm. at the Galactic Grill stage with a fan celebration and Star Wars trivia and other special surprises that will take place throughout the evening. So that sounds super fun, Disneyland. Sounds like a good old time. Yeah, a little jealous that you guys get this fun activities, but may- maybe Hollywood Studios will do something. Maybe. So I got a special email this week. Ooh, special email. I think you also got this email since we are both annual pass holders. Yes. But, you know, we a couple weeks ago, we talked about the special after hours event that Disney has been having. Correct. On select nights. Correct. Well, now they are offering this night to pass holders. Instead of paying $150, now you only have to pay $75. Which is a lot more tempting. Yes. I've heard great things. Everyone as well. Everyone that goes to it says it's it's amazing because yeah. I mean you practically have the park to yourself. You know they're like they've been only having like a thousand around a thousand people. Yeah, they say pretty much every ride is five Walk to on. ten minute wait. Yeah, yeah, practically you know get off, get back on. Yeah, <laughs> so that's amazing. And they've got some free treats, free ice cream, free ice cream, and sodas and stuff. Yeah. Wow. So I, I seventy five dollars like one hundred fifty dollars was could, like I could eat seventy five dollars mm. worth of ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Man, <laughs> money well spent right there. Yes. So even though it's like three hours, I mean, with no people around, you can do so much in three hours. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking I want to do this now. Maybe, yeah. Hopefully they'll keep it going. Hopefully the, uh, the trials are going well and uh, they'll just keep this, keep this up and then we can find a time to go down. <laughs> we shall see. And we will report back on the funness. Yeah. So Scott, about two weeks ago, there was a big media event at Walt Disney World summer awakening where media got to experience some of the upcoming things that are going to open up this summer attractions sites shows whatever mm-hmm. you know we weren't there I no, guess, sadly I guess we're not cool media enough not yet <laughs> one day <laughs> we're closer but with this there was plenty of uh people blogging about all the things so we'll just hit some of that stuff that they brought back and we can let you know what we've learned So starting May 15th will be a big, long process of opening things at Disney Springs. On May 15th, the town center will open. Uh, This, the town center is kind of, will be the main basically hub, main neighborhood, as they're calling all the the four Mm -hmm. parts of Disney Springs. So town center in Disney Springs will be very much focused on the actual springs. Uh, which is... Which look amazing. Yeah, it's this stunning, crystal clear, blue spring. It looks beautiful. Yeah, I, pe- I peeked over the walls the last time we were down there and they had you know, they had the water in already and stuff and yeah. it just looked incredible. I've seen people tweet photos, mm-hmm. like aerial photos, and I Disney even released a video on how they made that spring and it's just unbelievable the work that went into it and it looks gorgeous. So I cannot wait to see it in person. Um, Disney Springs was basically designed to be a, a living, thriving community that was built upon a natural Florida spring. And over time, the area has been repurposed into this now retail dining and entertainment experience, uh, the repurposing quote unquote element. So what's cool is it's designed to look like it was something and now these shops and restaurants have taken like it evolved over. evolved over time. And then with this, a bunch of other things are gonna start to open at Disney Springs and can't like wait. a ton of shops, which we talked about that before. Yeah, we talked about and shops. And later on in the rest of the news, we'll get into more specific dates for summer events and whatnot. But uh, also in uh, this Summer Awakens media event, we learned about 
the Star Wars Galactic Spectacular, or Star Wars A Galactic Spectacular. Which is also going to be amazing. Yeah. Fire and light beams and lasers. and <laughs> Yeah, so basically this is an amazing overhaul of the already existing Symphony in the Stars. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a new fireworks experience that's unlike anything Disney fans have ever seen before. The Spectacular will incorporate footage from all seven of the films. It's going to bring projections, lasers, lighting, pyrotechnics, and fireworks that will create this unbelievable experience. The projections will actually take over the entire front of the Chinese theater and the adjacent buildings around it. So we'll feel completely immersed. And not only that, but combined with the music from John Williams and custom content from ILM, Industrial Light Magic, the company that did all the special effects for all the Star Wars films, it's going to take this what was just a fireworks show into this incredible spectacular, a galactic spectacular. (laughs) (laughs) Of galactic proportions. Of galactic proportions. Very cool. Uh, Ryan, do you know what else is coming? I do. Uh, Like pretty much the the best part. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Why don't you tell everyone? The Frozen Ever After ride that is replacing Maelstrom and the Royal Summer House at Epcot. Summer House. Summer House. Summer House. house. <laughs> H-U-S. <Yes. laughs> this is going to be awesome. I mean, the, the renderings and the pictures and everything that I've seen so far of this area look pretty incredible. Yeah, and the media that went on the Summer Awakens media event, they were able to go like, behind, the wall. behind the wall and mm-hmm. see uh, this what they've been building and I've been hearing nothing but awesome things yeah say it looks you know obviously incorporated to fill Norwegian mm-hmm. yeah so I know people are still sad about about Maelstrom but you know I, I think they're gonna they're gonna be happy with this yeah so the Royal Summer House is where the meet and greet takes place and it's basically mm-hmm. a cabin where the family spent their childhood so that'll be kind of cool so it's after the events of the movie and mm-hmm. they're kind of there chilling having fun uh, there will be a, a merchandise store. Is there there as well? Of course. Clearly, you got to have your frozen merch. <laughs> well, I can't wait to meet Anna and Elsa in their royal summer house 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 house. house. <laughs> It'll be interesting for summer sure. House. It'll be fun. So, a lot of the information that people are dying to know about is Animal Kingdom. Rivers of Light. Yes. So, as as we all know, it was delayed. It was not clearly didn't open this month in April. Clearly. (laughs) Clearly, it's not open yet. But they did do a a small little preview of Rivers of Light for the media that went there. For like part of it, yeah. Yeah, not the entire thing, just just parts of it. I've heard good things. It'll have performers, special effects, uh, stunning imagery that includes footage of the Disney nature films like Chimpanzee, and they will be projected on water screens, kind of like we've seen at California Adventure with Worlds of Color. And... Fantasmic. And Fantasmic. So there's still no date for Rivers of Light. Do you know what I'm excited for, though? Two things out of all the stuff coming to Animal Kingdom. The Tree of Life Awakenings thing that they're going to have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. Like It's just called the Tree of Life <laughs> <yeah>. Awakenings. <laughs> that is going to be awesome. And probably I'm most excited, actually, for the Kilimanjaro Safari After Dark. That is going to be awesome. I cannot wait to see the simulated sunset. Well, you don't have to wait too long because these are opening on Memorial Day. Yes. So very soon for these. I can wait for Rivers of Light a little longer, but I'm most excited about these. They're going to be awesome. And you know what else is opening on Memorial Day at Animal Kingdom? You're going to have the Harambe Wildlife Party. And then you're also going to have the new restaurant, Tiffin's. 
Yeah, that's going to be really cool. So I, I'm eagerly awaiting to eat at Animal Kingdom. Good things coming. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. It's crazy. We've been talking about these, well, not just on the podcast, but just like in general, talking yeah. about these things for a really long time. Yeah. So it'll be awesome to see this. And then next year with Avatar Land, finally seeing the stuff Hopefully. we've been talking about for so long. <laughs> Uh, Can't wait. So basically, in order to help take up the time for Rivers of Light to open in its place, in the meantime, they're going to have the Jungle Book alive with magic. So it's going to be a limited run show that'll be filled with music and special effects, celebrating the new film with the classic songs. And it will be infused with an Indian influence. And this will be basically where the Rivers of Light show will eventually take place. So that'll be fun. Yeah, kind of a nice little appetizer little, little to Rivers filler, of Light. Filler yeah. show. That's cool. So uh, to round out the news, why don't we just give a, a flash little overview of all these exciting things and the, the timelines and the dates of openings throughout the summer. Cool. Yeah. Be good to have a timeline. Yeah. See when everything's coming. So in early May, we have new Finding Dory characters to debut at Turtle Talk with Crush at Epcot. So we're going to have Squirt, Crush's son who was introduced in Finding Nemo, as we've met before. And then we will also see Destiny, the the new whale shark, Bailey, a beluga whale, and Hank, the septopus. Septopus because he... He's an octopus short of one leg. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So we've been seeing him in some of the promos that Disney's been doing. Have you ever been to Turtle Talk with Crush? You know what? I haven't. I haven't either. But I definitely want to see this, so yeah. <laughs> this will be a good incentive to, to get out there. May 6th. <laughs> the bi- biggest announcement of the summer right here. <laughs> Everyone is eagerly awaiting. Uh, that was sarcasm, by the way. <laughs> the new Alice Through the Looking Glass. Yes. Pre- <laughs> the, the, a preview for the movie is going to start showing at Disney's Hollywood Studios and also at Disneyland. Disneyland apparently is going to have like uh, a 3D version with like more immersion and whatnot, but... Anyways, you're going to see like 10 minutes of the movie. May 15th, again, is when Town Center opens at Disney Springs uh, and also kind of starts the the domino of openings at Disney Springs. SCK Steakhouse, Deluxe Burger, Sprinkles Cupcakes, the ATM is going to open on this date. People people are waiting for that ATM, I cupcake am, ATM. I am just so excited to see how that ATM works. I know. <laughs> Those are going to be really cool. Uh, and then the daily... Poutine and poutine. B- poutine and BB Wolf Sausage Co. will be opening as well. Uh, our Mets Patisserie opens its doors in Town Center's Disney Springs as well. So a, lo- a lot of great things opening. Uh, May 22nd, Arista Crepes. The food kiosk is opening. So a little staggered there, but crepes yep. going to be good. May 27th, the Animal Kingdom nighttime enhancements are coming. Well, we t- like we talked about the uh, Jungle Book show. Safari at Night, Tree of Life Awakening. Yeah. See all that on May 27th. Yeah, Memorial Day, uh, along with Tiffin's. Yes. Like we talked about. The uh, the third Toy Story of Mania track will debut at Hollywood Studios. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Which I'm interested to see, like, how this is going to work. But will we be able to really see? Because we're inside and it's dark. Well, and- so, but I mean, obviously, like, you know, we know where the loading area is. Yeah. I imagine that's going to be the same. Mm-hmm. At some point, you're going to break off onto a third track. Mm-hmm. Are they closing this ride at any time I, I to don't make know. that happen? Because I haven't heard anything I, about that. Haven't they been doing construction though? On the new track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm saying like at some point it has to connect to the old track. Yeah. And you would think they need to close it down to do that. <laughs> Maybe they can do it overnight. <laughs> Who knows? I, don't, I just don't know like where it's actually going to connect, which is what I'm trying to figure out. So we'll see. I don't, I'm just like that. 
intrigues me. For you, you got me. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> so in June, starting in June, the Frozen Ever After attraction and the Royal Summer House Frozen meet and greet will, uh, will open. So June, there you go. No more closed Norway. No more. And as well, or as well, the uh, Star Wars Galactic Spectacular pre- or starting in June. That's going to be awesome. June's going to be a good month. Um, the all-new Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair stage show will begin performances at Magic Kingdom in June as well. So, so that'll be good. I'm excited to see a new stage show. That'll be fun. Yeah. Also in June, June 7th, Zootopia comes out on Blu-ray and digital download. It's a good one. June 17th is a big date. What's happening then? Soren finally reopens at Epcot with a new movie and the third screen. Yes. With updates to the queue. Yes. And California Adventure, Soren will reopen there as well on that date as well. And it has been confirmed. I know someone, I was talking about this with someone on Twitter and they were asking like, oh, we love the Soren score so much. And yeah, it's amazing. It's beautiful. And they were curious if it was going to be redone. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, it's got to be redone. And yes, it's been confirmed that there's a new Soren score for obviously the new footage that we're going to see, but it pays homage to the original score. Good. So, we'll, so yeah. we'll hear little bits of it. I'm nervous about that because yeah. it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is so good. But it's good. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited to see the new movie in like high definition. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. We're going to fly over the Great Wall of China, Australia, so much more. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. What we got in August? Well, there is a new princess coming to the Magic Kingdom, Princess Elena of Avalor. Avalor. She is the first Latin American princess. So that, that'll be interesting to see. Maybe, maybe she'll speak in Spanish. Huh? That'd, That'd be, be fun, fun to yeah. say hola. <laughs> hola. <laughs> and our conversation will end there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hasta luego, bye bye. Hasta luego. Uh, so there's also some other things opening in the summer, but with no confirmed dates of yet. This would include the new Olaf and Mickey and Minnie meet and greets at Hollywood Studios. Also the Ample Hills Creamery, which is set to open at Disney's Boardwalk Resort. This creamery is a reimagined take on the turn of the century ice cream parlor. Guests will be able uh-huh. to sample as many flavors as they'd like, which is awesome, including signature creations like ooey gooey butter cake. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Coffee, <laughs> toffee, coffee. Ugh. Malty, salty pretzel punch, cotton yes. candy, and more. Wow, this sounds amazing. And get this, they're even working on a special one-of-a-kind flavor developed exclusively for the Walt Disney World Trying Resort. Trying to counter that butterbeer ice cream. Oh, <laughs> hey, if, if it's good, that's all that matters. Speaking of Universal, mm, you like that transition I, there? Nice little segue. <laughs> the King Kong attraction will open at Islands of Adventure this Sometime summer. this summer. Sometime this summer. <laughs> Along with the Hulk. Roller coaster is reopening. Yes. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what they have redone. Yeah. I wonder if it's like the same ride, the same route. I think it's different. I'm really? pretty sure. I think. Cause it's not pretty possible. Awesome. Well, because you know there it's no longer like your feet aren't dangling anymore. Now the tracks the like you're actually sitting. Oh. And it's like the tracks oh, below you. I like dangly feet. I like this way better. Why? I because like, like I, I mean we free. go to like well I go to have you been to Carowinds? Yeah. It's like the park. The theme park close to us. We have a, a budget theme park in North Carolina. Which Actually, mean, South it's Carolina. got the tallest, fastest giga coaster in the world, which is like, that's impressive. The Fury? No. I haven't been on that one yet. It's pretty awesome. 
So I've heard good things. Yeah, that I, I don't know. I just love that kind of ride. They're just so smooth and like yeah. you just have like the lap bar and it just I don't know. I, I really enjoy it. So I like my feet free. You like the feet free? Yeah. yeah well, it's, fine. it's, it's like I'm flying. It's too bad Brian's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang it. So man, I got we gotta get back down to Universal. It's been a while. Yeah. So cool. I'm, I'm hoping to go soon, but that'll about round it up for the news. Lots of good things. Summer's gonna be exciting. It's WonderWinzy51 on Twitter and in, on Instagram. I have my daughter, my five-year-old daughter, Charlie, that wanted to leave a voicemail. Go ahead. Hi, it's Lenny. You're listening to the queue. Bye. <laughs> Great job. Bye, guys. That was awesome. <laughs> that was adorable. Very cool. I love how moms are getting their younger daughters involved. <laughs> yeah, all, all the kids are, are throwing in the uh, voice impersonations, which is awesome. Yeah, Very which cool. is super awesome. We need the adults to step it up. Well, Charlie, thank you so much for that. Yes. That was awesome. We really love these, and we want to hear more from you guys. So yeah. send them in. Ryan, how can they send them in? Remind you, everyone. You can record a voice memo and email it to us, or you can call us on the queue line. That simple. Easy. Easy peasy. And that was this week's... Listener voice impersonation. All right, Scott. So we've got a Q&A show. So let's hop to the questions. Our first question is from Jennifer. And Jennifer asked, with the dates announced for Mickey's Christmas party, how early do you have to buy tickets? I'm assuming they sell out fast. Won't be able to go until next year, December 2017, but just wondering how it all worked. Thanks. Have a magical day, Jennifer. Um, so I know personally for me, like we've bought our tickets just like a month ahead of time before and have been fine. Yeah. I know some of the dates usually sell out um, quicker than others, obviously. Like I know the first night has a tendency of selling out um, and then the dates closer to Christmas. I've seen. Yep. So, but other than that, um, you know, I think I think you're you're okay for the most part. Yeah, it just, like you were saying, it just depends on the date. Obviously, the times closest to the holiday. So even Mickey's not so scary Halloween party going on Halloween, that's going to sell out the first. Definitely. And yeah. then anything close to Christmas for a very merry Christmas party will tend to sell out quicker. But I've I've probably even bought tickets for parties like that, maybe even just like two weeks before. Yeah. So. So yeah, it just depends on the date. I mean, if you're 100% positive and you already know exactly when you're going, I mean, buy it as soon as you can. I mean, it can't hurt, you know? So better safe than sorry. Yeah. So thanks, Jennifer, for the question. Next question comes from Susanna, and she writes, Hello, Ryan and Scott. I hope you are well. First, I just wanted to congratulate you for such an amazing podcast, not only informative, but hilarious at the same time. No matter the subject, I always find myself smiling when I'm listening. Thank you, Susanna. Very nice. So my question is, how did you guys meet? Was it through your love for Disney? I'm just curious. Kind regards from Chile. Chile. Wow. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, Very Susanna, cool. for the question. What a good question you ask. That Scott. is good. We've talked about this before, I think, right? Haven't we at some point? Yeah. Somewhere somewhere in the past. Yeah. So um, let just me give see. them a quick rundown. Yeah. Uh, so we met a couple times and didn't really know each other. Yeah. So like we, well, I guess we didn't really meet the first time we were ever in contact with one another. We were on a video shoot yes. together because me and Ryan are both in film production. So we we're on a video shoot together 
we might have talked to each other. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> that was it. We, but that was it. We just know we were there. And then we were on another video shoot after that, probably like a year later. Yeah. And talked a little bit about Disney there. Not a whole lot. Didn't really have much communication after that. And then until finally, like one day, we started like following each other on Instagram. Yeah. And really like connected through Instagram, started talking about Disney, blah, blah, blah. Eventually it was like, hey, let's start a podcast and started planning for that. And then <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so so yeah. the power of social media. Social media. It brings people together. <laughs> it definitely does. So there you go. That's that. Thanks for the question, Susanna. So our next question is from Aaron. And Aaron asks, Hi, Ryan and Scott. I was so excited when you started the Q podcast and it has honestly surpassed all expectations. Each episode is so well recorded and mixed. Thank you for doing this for us Disney fans. And read that slow because I struggle with life. My question is, I'd love some tips on going to Disney solo. Ryan, sounds like this is going to be for you. Yeah. I've been many times, but always with friends and family. I am hoping to take a very short solo trip in July because I live within somewhat reasonable driving distance. I drive down Friday, spend all day Saturday, and then drive home Sunday. I have two kids who love Disney, but my plan is to do things they can't or wouldn't want to do. I like I like where she's going with this. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I also have an annual pass so I can hop between parks. I definitely want to do the Keys of the Kingdom tour, um, but any other ideas? Question mark. Do you ever find it to be awkward visiting Disney by yourself. Thanks so much. All the best, Aaron. So Ryan, this is right up your alley. Yeah, these are great questions. Well, honestly, I mean, you don't have to necessarily plan anything specific. I haven't personally done the Keys to the Kingdom tour. Scott, you have. Yes. And I know you highly recommend Sounds it. Sounds like she's not asking you about that, though, but she's already <laughs> like committed to that, and yeah. I absolutely support that. It is amazing. So that, I mean, that'll take up a lot of your day, correct? Yeah, I'll, it's, I'll it's like five hours, I think, something yeah. like that. So that'll eat up a lot of your day. But honestly, the best thing about going to your parks by yourself is just the freedom. You don't have to plan. You don't have to try to appease other people. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. And yes. that's the beauty of it. If you want to go, hey, I want to walk uh, over here and do this ride, you can do it without anyone bothering. You can go try new foods. You stay here, obviously, you're going to be here without your kids. So this would be a great opportunity, maybe... If you at night wanted to try Trader Sam's, that would be cool or some sort of experience like that. I have found that sometimes I often get lucky going to restaurants or establishments of this same kind uh, by myself because typically there's not people going there by themselves. So they're usually able to seat me fairly quickly. And if you're going without your kids, I'm sure she's going to want to do like all the big rides that probably kids can't go on, like oh, little yeah. kids. So totally. That's probably given, but. So figure out those rides and maybe make some fast passes. But yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Like it's just kind of like the freedom to kind of go wherever, do whatever, yeah. whatever it's on your, and whatever you have in the mood for. And <laughs> to answer your last question, honestly, I, I don't find it awkward to be at Disney by myself. There's, there's a lot yeah. of people that do it, especially a lot of locals that just live out yeah, there and definitely. will just. You can go to the park for the day, um, trying new foods or something like that. So yeah, it's totally great. I, I say you have nothing to worry about. Just have fun and just embrace the freedom. <laughs> have fun, Aaron. Yeah, thanks so much, Aaron. You'll have to follow up with us and see how it goes. Yeah, let us know. All right, our next question is from Twitter. And it's from Eve, the Chaos Queen UK. Fun. <laughs> Eve asks, she says, Hi, from one of your UK listeners, loving your work. I have a question regarding dinner shows. Have you done any, are any on your list to do? 
So I have not done any Disney shows personally. Um, have you done any? Not any shows. I've done like a dinner package mm-hmm. where you have a meal and then you get a seating for a, a show after, mm-hmm. but not a dinner show. So there are three dinner shows. Um, there's Disney's Spirit of Aloha dinner show at the Polynesian. There's the Hoopty Do musical review. And that's at uh, Disney's Fort Wilderness. And there's also Mickey's Backyard Barbecue, also at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. So I haven't done any of these. I definitely want to do both Hoopty Doo and um, Spirit, Spirit of Aloha. Aloha. Yeah. They both are on my to-do list for sure, especially Hoopty Doo. I've just heard great things about that. People have a good time there. So I, <laughs> yeah, neither of us. So that answers one of your questions. <laughs> have you done any? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and you asked, are there any on your to-do list? So yeah, I, them. I would agree with Spirit of Aloha. I've been to Hawaii and have gone to a couple of luau's, so I'd be really curious to see how this would compare to like a Hawaiian luau and see Disney's take on it. For sure. I always always love good time at the Polynesian. Oh, yeah. So can't exactly. go wrong with that. Thanks, Eve. All right, so our next question comes from Grace. Grace writes, Hi, Ryan and Scott. Just wanted to let you both know how much I enjoy your podcast. As a busy college student, watching Oh Yeah Disney vlogs and listening to your podcasts are a few of my favorite ways to de-stress. I love the welcoming atmosphere you create for your listeners. It really does make us feel like we're sitting and chatting with you both about all things Disney. I was at Disney World a few weeks ago. Actually, Ryan and I were there at the same time, April 1st. No joke. (laughs) Traveling with the marching band I work with. Every other year, the students travel to Disney to march at Magic Kingdom in a pre-parade to the Electrical Parade. It's truly a once-in-a-lifetime experience marching down Main Street, USA towards Cinderella Castle. As the students make their way up the gates of Main Street, we get to experience life at Backstage Disney. It's so strange walking past the backstage of Jungle Cruise and seeing all the Electrical Parade floats without their lights on. My question for you is, have you ever experienced a side of Disney like this before? I wouldn't call this experience quote-unquote magical, but it's certainly a unique perspective of the parks. Thanks again for bringing Disney into our lives every week. Have a magical day. Grace from Cleveland, Ohio. So that's that's really cool that you were actually there at the same time I was. And you know what's funny? When I was there, I did see a marching band marching. I was near Splash Mountain area and there was a marching band coming towards me. So it was during the day. It wasn't before the electrical parade, but I did see a marching band. So maybe, maybe it was then. Maybe if you guys were marching <laughs> during the day as well, I saw you. So that's really cool. Yeah, I bet that was a fun experience. So to answer some of your questions, since I used to work at Disney, I've clearly seen backstage Disney before, but I actually was in a band in high school as well. It wasn't a marching band. It was more of a concert band. And we did have this competition that was at Disneyland. And uh, we, we didn't perform in the park. We performed in a performance area just outside the park. And, but they did have an award ceremony in the park in the Big Thunder Ranch area. They had a stage there and they gave away awards. So that was kind nice. of fun when I was in high school. Scott, do you have any sort of experience like this? Yeah, the only uh, backstage experience I have was from the Keys of the Kingdom tour. So we went, um, obviously, like you go into the Utilidor, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, Which is underneath. Under the Magic Kingdom. And then um, we went backstage around right where Splash Mountain is, like where the parade exits going out that way. Yeah. Um, We went through there. So, and saw like the area back there where they keep stuff. Yeah. It definitely is, like you say, Grace, a very unique experience. Yeah, it's cool. A very unique perspective. 
Oh, and we went backstage, um, also like on the right by the firehouse at the front of Main Street. Oh. So this was this was also cool because like we were back there when um, uh, one of the parades were starting. I can't remember which one it was, but it was starting, and they were like there's a line that they cross, and like you see the line on the ground, and right when they cross that line, they have to be on like performing because that's the sight line. Yeah. Oh. So it's like you know you see people like chilling, they're waving to us. And like right after they cross that line, they like start performing. So that was pretty cool to see. <laughs> That's awesome. So. I love that. Wow. Disney so, yeah. detail, man. There you go. <laughs> well, thanks, Grace, for your question. Our next question is from Kara. And Kara says, hey, guys, love, love, love the podcast. All caps with the loves. All caps. Three love times. Love. Three times the love. My husband has been trying to get me into podcasts since we met. And this is the first one that I love. That's a big deal. That's awesome. Uh, thanks for strengthening our marriage. Oh, winky wow. face. <laughs> what a compliment. Very well, nice. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, here's my question. I did the college program in 2012 and had a blast working at Space Mountain. My dream was working. <laughs> Great movie ride. Subtle pun. Yes. <laughs> if you could work at any attraction, what would it be and why? Thanks again for making my day more magical. Thank you, Kara, for the question. Yes. I, I think working at Space Mountain would be pretty cool because... Two things. It's like nice and dark and cool and inside, air conditioned. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, you don't have to be in the heat. Brian, do you have a podcast? Or sorry, not I podcast. do have a podcast. <laughs> it's called The Q. <laughs> do you have a ride that you would want to work on? My mind went to two things right away. Obviously, as a huge Indiana Jones fan and the awesome attraction that it is, the Indiana Jones Venture, Temple of Forbidden Eye at Disneyland. Amazing, and plus, if you're, you can be inside too, in the dark, in the cool air conditioning, which is awesome. Uh, I think that would be fun. Also, I've always wanted to be a skipper on the really? Jungle Cruise. It I, takes I, a, a unique personality. To I be love a skipper. myself some good puns, <laughs> so I think I could deliver very well. I, I could totally see that. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, I mean, I, I picked up on the uh, the, the blast you did, space down. I, yeah, I just breezed on, by it, right on my were, alley. You were all over that. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, I'm definitely more reserved than you are <laughs> and not a very outgoing person in that way in front of other people like that. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be on stage. I mean, I don't I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely an introvert, but in that type of setting, I'm okay with. Yeah. I would prefer to be somewhere where I could just kind of be more chill, I yeah. think. So my mind would go into like the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> I love the Haunted Mansion, but like they literally like awesome. just like mean mug all day. Just look creepy. Or what about the Hollywood Tower of Terror? That was my other yeah. one. Yeah, Tower of Terror, you know, just it's like you can be creepy and exactly. get away with it. You know, you don't have to smile. You don't have to be like outgoing because that's exhausting. Like really just being like on <laughs> all day. True. This is very true. So those two, Pirates of the Caribbean could be cool. Also, so yeah. well, I've always anything inside nice and cooled. <laughs> what I don't want to do is be the person that has to tell people where to sit because you, oh, you gotta do all that <laughs> counting in your head. I couldn't do that. Uh, that of oh, that is so stressful. Yeah, there's a lot of jobs that I would not want to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you, cast members, for filling those roles. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. You make our lives better. Yes, <laughs> so awesome question, Kara. Our next question comes from Shay. Shay writes, Hey, Ryan and Scott, love your podcast. You are the only reason I got into podcasts and the only Disney-themed podcast I'll listen to. Also, I love your Instagrams and YouTube channel. It's really getting me inspired to take a lot more pictures and video on my next trip. I have a question for you. 
When my family of five goes to Disney, we generally do not eat at the park because we are on a budget. We usually bring our own food into the park. How do you afford to eat all the delicious food you mentioned in your podcast? Are you on the meal plan? And if you are, is the meal plan worth it? Also, can you recommend any restaurants for families on a budget? Well, thank you, Shay. Shay is from Toronto, Canada. Shay left us the awesome trip tip that we read uh, a couple weeks ago. So this is a good question. This is a good question. And it's it's definitely easier for us because we don't have families. <laughs> it definitely is easier. Yeah. I mean, I'm single riding, so I'm only paying for myself. Yeah. Not five people. Correct. So that's that's one reason or one way right there. Yes. It makes it easier. So I, that doesn't really help you. No. But um, that at least explains The only reason. time <laughs> I've done the meal plan is when uh, Disney offers the free meal plan, usually for like, times in, certain times in the fall. So we've done that a couple times now, and that's always really awesome because you don't have to really, you know, once it's paid for ahead of time, you don't have to worry about how much you're spending. You can go to restaurants and like, I want the most expensive thing that I can get. <laughs> yeah. And so that is that is nice. So that's usually where I know Emily and I try a lot of the new things. I know we've done a lot of places that we normally wouldn't eat that take like two credits yeah. when you're on the dining plan and things like that. So that's that's definitely one way. I've never just straight out paid for the meal plan before. Um, I've heard, I, we've listened to other podcasts where they talk about like comparing yeah. the meal plan versus just buying things outright. And honestly, it sounds like a lot of times you're just better buying things outright. Yeah, especially if you're like me where you don't necessarily want everything. So much. Yeah, yeah. like I'm, I'm good just like walking around and like doing this and grabbing this and not feeling like I need to stick to some sort of plan. So that's my two cents. <laughs> Um, f- restaurants for families on budgets. Do any come to your mind? Nope. <laughs> Disney's expensive. <laughs> it is expensive. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he doesn't mean quick services. Obviously, I think he's talking yeah, about more like table the sit service. Down yeah, sit down style. Um, man, everywhere that I'm thinking of is like expensive and not really like places. We definitely don't well, eat at restaurants. There's every time. like different levels of expensive yeah. too. Naturally, you have your. Um, Le cellar versus your Le cellier. Yes. Versus <laughs> your uh Rosen Crown or versus your sci fi dine in. Yeah, that's true. I mean somewhere like sci fi, that's probably definitely more yeah, that, affordable. Sci fi is reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. I mean it, they've obviously got burgers there, so it's nothing fancy, but it's your average kind of Disney burger price. Or uh fifties prime, prime time. time. Yeah. That's probably another good one. Yeah. Both um, at Hollywood Studios. If you can get so the like so the good thing about um I would recommend like be our guest for lunch if yeah. you can get a reservation for that because it's it's really the same experience as dinner for the most part. Um, it, although lunch is quick service, you are sitting down in the same space, all that like you would for dinner. Um, and it's it's not that expensive. So that's a great option if you can get the reservations. I know that's kind of difficult yeah. to get. Yeah, so, I hope that helped out a little bit, Shay. Next question is from Linda. Linda says, Hey guys, I love the podcast. I love Mondays a little bit more because of that. I have a question for Ryan, maybe for your next Q&A. That's exactly what's going on (laughs) right now. Since you're a single writer at Walt Disney World, you can maybe help me. Since my last trip to Walt Disney World in June of 2016, I want to go back so bad. So I don't think she went to Disney in the future. June 2016 hasn't happened yet. Maybe she has, and that's very impressive, and I'd like to hear more about that. Show us how, yes. But I'm guessing she probably meant 2015. (laughs) (laughs) So since her last trip was in June 2015, she wants to go back so bad. Yes, 
That was almost a year ago now, if that's what she meant. We're just going to say it was. <laughs> I want to do a solo trip at Walt Disney World in June 2016 for maybe four days. Uh, first, I want to go with my boyfriend, but we don't have the same schedule, and it's very hard to find a week off in this at the same time. Can't wait no more. Haha, <laughs> so she's abandoning him. <laughs> hey, I like all for it, yeah. <laughs> very nice. You got to do what you got to do. Yep. I want to know if it's weird to eat alone when everywhere you look, it's families, friends together, couples, etc. When you wait in line, are you reading or do you look on your phone? Thanks, you guys. Linda from Montreal, Canada. Oh, Canada, my home and native land. Yes, Ryan is from Canada. My heritage is from Canada, actually, (laughs) so you're not wrong. (laughs) So... Another question for you, Ryan, right up your alley. All right, another single rider question. So, it's first of all, it's awesome. Go, go, to, <laughs> go to the parks by yourself, do it. Is it weird to eat alone? No. I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe if it's your first time and you're, you're, you're not used to doing things by yourself. I mean, I've, I do things by myself all the time. I've taken trips to New York by myself and just walked around all day, but not really. Again, like, and like I said earlier, often you can get into places sometimes quicker if you're by yourself. Uh, so that's totally a perk. I've gotten into the Skipper, Skipper Canteen twice within five minutes. And it's great. You know, they'll seat you at a table typically for two, but it's it's great. Honestly, it's it's only as weird as you make it. So don't make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> so don't make it weird. Okay. And then when I'm waiting in lines, what am I doing? Well, honestly, I'm not typically waiting in lines long. One, because I go to the park so much. And two, because I'm there by myself, I've either got a fast pass or it's very rare, but you can find some single rider lines. Uh, the only one I can honestly think of at Disney World is for Rock and Roller Coaster. They have a single rider line. Test track. That's right. Mm-hmm. I highly go on it though. But honestly, I'm if if a line's over 20 minutes for me, I typically just don't go in it. But if I'm waiting in line, yeah, I'm mostly on my phone. Sometimes I'm trying to save battery. But since Scott and I, we naturally like to take a lot of pictures at the park. I'm typically going through my pictures, seeing what I liked and whatnot. As I mentioned before, I'm, I'm kind of an introvert, so I don't usually strike up conversation with people online. I don't you can do always, that. you know, do the old fake phone call, you know. <laughs> no, nah, that's just, uh, that, you know, that's a that's a different level. Talk of, on your nope, phone, nope. Uh, to I'll yourself just, in line. I'll just sit there and maybe go, like I said, go call through my photos. Call a friend, <laughs> you know. Uh, bring headphones, put headphones in, listen to music. But the thing about that <laughs> is, you don't want to block out the you Disney listen ambience. to Disney music. That's true. You could, <laughs> you could listen to the, the cue. cue. <laughs> Oh, not the queue. I was going to say the queue audio from the attraction you're waiting in line for. Or I was going to say you can listen to the queue while you're in the queue. That's true as well. Wow. That's, that's, that's like queue inception. That's queueception. Queueception. <laughs> so honestly, it's not weird. Just have fun. Go at your own leisure. Do whatever you want to do with no one to make you feel guilty or whatever. It's going to be a blast. I guarantee it. So Linda, thank you so much for your question. Have the most fun time, please. Without your boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) That you're abandoning. (laughs) But, you know, nobody's holding that against you because we understand. Yep, totally. Just got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. You do you. You do you. (laughs) All right. Our next question comes from Jordan. Jordan writes, Scott and Ryan, my name is Jordan Williams. 
and I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan, nice to meet you. First off, your podcast is amazing. Like I'm sure you've heard a million times by now, the audio quality of your work is top-notch. Ryan, you do a fantastic job with mixing and editing and the musical choices, not only for the background while you were talking, but also for your transitions is fantastic. So guys, I love everything you were doing. Never, ever <laughs> quit. Well, thank you so much. So in October of this year, my fiance and I will be spending our honeymoon at the Walt Disney World Resort and staying at Port Orleans Riverside. Scott, it's funny, my fiance Ashley and I got engaged the same day you and Emily did. So we feel a special bond with you two, That's even crazy. though you have no idea who we are, <laughs> but it makes us feel better. So, oh well. Side note, will you and Emily be spending your honeymoon at Walt Disney World? If so, when? We would love to meet you if you happen to be there at the same time. We'll be there the first full week of October, resuming. I have been a lifelong Disney nut and have been to the park several times. However, my fiance has only been once several years ago. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but sometimes my Disney mania compared to others who just quote unquote like Disney makes me feel kind of awkward because they're like, whoa, slow down, cowboy. <laughs> but I can't help myself because I love it so much. I kind of feel that way with my fiance because she does like Disney, but she just hasn't been immersed in it as much as I have. And I find myself just wanting her to love it as much as I do so that we can bond over our mutual Disney manicness. <laughs> so my question is, in preparation for our honeymoon trip, how do I grow her excitement and love for Disney without being all psycho about it? Also, I'm a huge quote unquote planner when it comes to vacation. So in preparation for this trip, I've made reservations for meals like every day and I'm already thinking about which fast passes we want and when. What's the balance between having a plan and just letting the Disney magic come to you as it may? Again, guys, your podcast is wonderful. I'm living vicariously through your banter and thoughtful commentary as well as Scott and Emily's, Emily's vlogs. Through this podcast, you have earned a lifelong fan and I hope you see this and respond because I have so many things I would love to get your opinions on related to Disney. Keep the magic flowing, Jordan. Jordan, thank you so much for your amazing email. That was an awesome email. Yeah, what great compliments and great questions you ask. So Scott, this is mainly geared towards you. So take it away. One for me, since you get so many solo questions. That's the way to do it, man. Get a couple questions. <laughs> So we are actually not going to Walt Disney World for our honeymoon. We're going to Disneyland for part of our honeymoon. So mixing it up there. Uh, we're excited about that. But we hope you guys have a blast in Disney World. Port Orleans is awesome. I've so, always wanted to stay there. Hopefully cool. in the future. Um, so getting excited for your trip. Yeah, I was actually going to recommend uh, vlogs. Like I know that I watch Disney vlogs and that always gets me really excited. Yeah. Um, so I hope that at least works on Ashley. Um, if not, <laughs> if, she, if she doesn't listen to the queue, <laughs> there you go. You listen to the queue. Yes. Um, I'd like to think we're pretty exciting. Man, yeah. This is like this is like we get this question a lot. It's like, how do you get someone excited about Disney who's not really so excited about Disney? Vlogs, music, listening to Disney music, movie, Disney movies, always yeah. get, get me excited. Um, so I know, I know I'm a typical single writer, but I do have two cents worth maybe to throw in here. Vacation so. planning DVDs. <laughs> those are actually pretty cool. For a while on Netflix, they used to have some yeah. of those. Yeah, I was watching those. <laughs> and I miss that they're not there anymore. Uh, even though I know all the information, it was still awesome to watch them. But back in the day when I might've been in a relationship, I went with my significant other and you were once not a Disney single writer. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> but she was not 
same situation. She was not this Disney nut or whatever. But once we went together and shared just like that experience together, one, we grew closer together and her love for Disney just grew. One, because she saw it in me. She saw my excitement, my childlike excitement, and it just rubbed off on her. So it grew us closer together and the, the love grew in her as well. So there's only, my, my recommendation and my tip and my advice is this. There's only so much preparation you can do uh, for your fiance. Honestly, it's not gonna be until she's there with you that that magical switch will flip on. I can guarantee it. Once she's there with you, I mean, clearly she hasn't been in a while. She's only been once. So once she's there with you and she sees your childlike excitement, uh, it's gonna bring you two closer together. You're gonna feel a special bond because of it. And I guarantee she's gonna love it even more. And from then on out, it's gonna just blossom. I Definitely. guarantee it. It's it's one of those things where I know I've explained to people. It's like, you know, you can you can understand or you can see someone's excited about something. You're like, okay, I get that. I get you're excited about this, but you don't fully understand it until you experience exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. And I think Disney, that is absolutely Disney, and everything that it encompasses is like you can see how people might get excited for it. It's like, oh yeah, you know, that's cool, that's cool. Which is exactly how I was like before I went and actually like, you know, experience yeah. the things firsthand. And then you see like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah. I get what it's about. Absolutely. So. And then after that, then things like vlogs and podcasts only fuel the exactly. flame even more. Which podcasts were huge for me. Like, me too. Know, it's like, you know, I love Disney, but then when you start to listen to the podcasts and you start to, you know, um, be on Instagram, talking with people about Disney and you and can things. start to appreciate and the more subtle nuances and just kind of dig deeper it becomes part of more part of your life and then it's like yeah it just builds on that so. exactly and then to answer your last question uh, about planning and it you know you're a huge planner and it is there that kind of that line I would say there there's a there's a balance leave room I love how you say it here letting the Disney magic come to you as it may definitely leave room for that. I would suggest just plan for the things that you know you absolutely want to do, those things you can't miss. So special dining reservations and fast passes for rides. But I wouldn't say plan every single hour of every day. Leave room for just freedom and just, you know, magic to flow. Yeah, I think the way that Disney World is set up is they absolutely want you to plan everything <laughs> like six months ahead of time. It's very plan-based. So yeah, I think as long as you get the uh, the highlights, the things for sure that you have in mind that you want to do, everything else, yeah, I think. Yeah, I would say dining and those special attractions or shows, and then from there, you're good. Just just go with it. Have fun. Awesome. Great questions, and thank you so much. So many kind words. We really yes. appreciate that, Jordan. Thank you. So we've got a, a voicemail. We've got a voicemail. Let's play it. Let's give it a listen. Hey, guys. This is Ember, and I listen from Orlando, Florida, every week. It's one of my favorite parts of my week. And Ryan, you're awesome because I've met you in person. And Scott, I'm sure you're also really awesome. I just haven't had the chance to meet you in person yet. But my question for you guys, if you could combine two attractions from any Disney theme park, what would they be? And I would leave a voice impersonation if I was brave, but I'm not. So I hope you guys have a really great week and keep up the awesome work because your podcast is awesome. <laughs> 
Ember, there's a lot of awesome going on there. Ember, I am awesome. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for you know uh, at least thinking that of me, though we have not met. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Just kidding. Ember is one really. of my good friends. Ember, thank you so much for calling and asking us a fun question. Not some advice, but just a fun question. I like fun questions. Scott, if you could combine any two attractions from any Disney theme park, what would they be? <laughs> so I'm just going to keep this like, and I use the word any. So any attraction from any park. So it could be something from Tokyo with something from DCA. Ready, go. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so we're combining literal two attractions to make one attraction kind of thing. Is that what how I'm that, understanding? That's all, that's all Ember said. So we're going to mm. just leave it open-ended. She didn't give us any parameters, which is okay. Okay, okay. So we can make it whatever we want. All right. Oh, man. All right. Let me let me think. I gotta come up with something. Um, uh, <laughs> um, I, I got an idea. You got an idea. Okay, I save me. A save fan freaking fantastic <laughs> idea. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about this idea. Let's hear it. Okay. It's a combination of, well, it, so it'll kind of be like the, the upcoming Star Wars ride that's like the Amazing Spider-Man ride where you're in this ride vehicle and you go around from 3D things. So it's the great movie ride meets, and I'm, I'm kind of making it three. <laughs> three, <laughs> I don't three, think, three, I don't think you can't do that. Nope, I can. Okay. Because watch. <laughs> so the great movie ride combined with the Indiana Jones adventure, Temple of Forbidden Eye, combined with Star Tours, right? So you've got this ride vehicle and it's moving you through this very immersive environment that whips you around, kind of like the dinosaur uh, ride vehicle, which yep. is the exact same as the Indiana Jones ride vehicle. Okay. So it's whipping you around, and then you've got, eventually it takes you to like like some sort of theater or screen where you're immersed in like 3D, but it's Indiana Jones and Star Wars, and somehow it works. <laughs> <laughs> it just works. Like, like I've seen a lot of things on the internet. What if... When Han Solo was frozen in carbonite, his dreams were Indiana Jones. So, like, what if in his dreams he was Indiana Jones? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, we'll figure out a way to, like, mend those universes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling it. Or, what if we just had the great movie ride, but it was the great movie rides, like, every scene you entered turned into, like, a Star Tours ride. Mm. Yeah. I'm down with that. So it, it, every movie would have to be like an action movie. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But how cool would that be? You go from movie to movie and you're in these action scenes. Which sounds like what the new Star Wars ride almost will be. Yeah, but that's one movie. But if you <laughs> went through a lot of different Multiple movies. Multiple movies, yeah. okay. <laughs> Ooh, you sparked something great in me, Amber. I love it. I want this now. <laughs> oh, geez. I got to come up with something. Not really. All right. I'm just going to pick two. Just gonna just going to pick two. I'm going to mix the uh, Carousel Progress <laughs> with, <Spawn start>. uh, <laughs> with um, the Astro Orbiters. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going <laughs> to so the scenes. <laughs> I'm just going to stay in Tomorrowland. And not, you don't even have to go that far. They're just right there next to each so other. So we go through every scene like super fast. Exactly. It's like we're going to see every scene like every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> well, I'm going to mix. Oh, okay. So we're scrapping that idea? No, I'm scrapping it. It's gone. 
Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean with... Solid. <laughs> with the, uh, the three caballeros? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man, it works so well. <laughs> you see Donald coming out of like little barrels. All right, Ryan, I've got it. All right, go with me here. All right, I'm, I'm ready. Buckled in. Pirates of the Caribbean Yar. meets Soren. <sighs> so we're going to fly pirates. through pirates. You know what I'm saying? That's fun. Yeah. You know? That's kind of cool. So would it be like Harry and Potter's Forbidden Journey, but through pirates? Yes, with the smell of pirates. Oh. <laughs> the smell of Soren or pirates? Pirates. They, bo- they both have smells. No, the pirates smell. Okay. Yeah. No, that's like. that's the part we're bringing from pirates. So it's so it's not a screen. <laughs> You're actually flying through yes. pirates. So then it's almost like Peter Pan, <laughs> but pirates. But pirates. Peter which, Pan has pirates. <laughs> <laughs> but pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, okay, not pirates of Neverland. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. You know, just think about that. Okay. okay. All right. Let's uh, let's go to the next question. <laughs> uh, moving along. Moving on. Right. Moving on. Our next question comes from Wesley Davenport. Yeah, don't don't think about that last one too hard. Let's just go with it. Move on. <laughs> Wesley, Listen to Wesley. Wesley writes a, a lengthy question. And by the way, Wesley, I'm aware of your double dipping. I've heard your question before. Ooh. <laughs> Cheater. But we'll still answer your question here as well. <laughs> so he writes, Hey Rycott. That's a new celebrity co-host name. Rycott? We're Rycott. Kind of like it's like Epcot, but Rycott. I like it too. <laughs> Epcot's a good place. Come visit Rycott. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Anyways, <laughs> I've been listening to the show since the beginning, all 14 episodes. Well, guess what? Now all 16. And look forward to it each week. You guys do a great job. I found you both via Instagram shortly after I decided to create my own Disneyland-centric IG account. Hello, Disneyland. Your photos are great, and your enthusiasm is contagious. My question today is more of a request for advice. It's a doozy, so here we go. I've heard Scott make mention of a recent trip to Disney World with a big group of family. I happen to be in a similar situation for an upcoming Walt Disney World trip in July. I'll be traveling to Orlando from Southern California with my wife's family totaling 15 people. That's nine adults and six kids, ages one through nine years old. In the past, I've had experience planning several trips for myself in smaller groups, four to six people, and lived slash worked at Walt Disney World for about a year and a half. Awesome. I feel pretty well-rounded on general resort knowledge and know-how, but this upcoming trip is different. I'm the go-to trip planner in the family and have been coordinating the arrangements thus far. We utilize touringplans.com, crowd calendar, and have a spreadsheet, see attached, and everything. And by the way, I did see your stat spreadsheet and wow, I've never gone that far. That's amazing. You are so detail-oriented. Props. (laughs) We'll be staying at the Port Orleans Riverside for nine nights from July 15th to the 24th. Side note, it wasn't my idea to travel during this time. I know it'll be hot as frick. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it will be. We have our park tickets and our FastPass Plus reservation date is quickly approaching. This part worries me. How did you guys balance the FastPass distribution among such a large group? I don't want to be strictly regimented as... Spontaneity in the parks goes a long way in creating genuine moments and memories. But the pressure of having fast passes available so far in advance is more chilling than meeting Harold in an ice cave on the Matterhorn. <laughs> Doo-doo. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> I don't want each day to turn into a kids versus adults tug of war over attachments. 
over attractions. And at the same time, I want my brother-in-law, who's the only WDW virgin, <laughs> to get the most out of each day. Bear in mind that all of us are currently, or recently have been, Disneyland annual pass members. And have been to Disneyland hundreds of times. What would Scott do? <laughs> also, speaking of my brother-in-law who has never been to a Disney World, if you had the opportunity to take a Walt Disney World newbie to each park to experience only one attraction, which attraction would Scott and Ryan choose and why? Be thoughtful, you must. <laughs> Thanks again for your hard work you put into the show and on Instagram. Well, Wesley, what a, what a doozy indeed. <laughs> Man. And by the way, we're honored that you asked us your this question first. <laughs> I noticed these things. I have ears everywhere. Ears everywhere. Only Wesley will get that. Anyways, Scott, why don't you take the wheel on this question? Well, I'll just say how we booked our fast passes for our large group. So how many people did you have? Sorry. We had 13. Okay. So pretty close. Yes. So basically the way we did it is each um, family set like I know like like uh, Emily's kind of family list. yeah they're they're like you know core group like Emily's grandparents mm -hmm. and whatnot and then like you know my mom and stepdad and you know what like we each had kind of our own little like core group of people that we set up our um, my Disney experience accounts together okay with so ever so they were each um, they were all their accounts were grouped together okay does that make sense mm-hmm um, so basically then I just made sure that <laughs> um, we had like a, a, a list of what we wanted to do and we just set that up for, for everyone, me and Emily pretty much since we were the ones kind of like playing or I guess not really Emily, sorry, it was me and her mom because Emily didn't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it was me and Emily's mom setting this up based off like which parks we're going to which days, which it sounds like you've already got all that down and set. Um, so basically, <laughs> you just kind of have to, to immaculate. Yeah, have to coordinate with everyone, and have one person kind of from each group set up those fast passes for their group. Does that make sense? That does I think make, sense. make sense. So that's the way we team did captains. it. Yes, we have to, exactly. <laughs> you set up team captains, <laughs> and you make sure that they set it up, uh, set up their fast passes all together at the same times. I mean, you could always group all of the accounts together. But then it just, I, don't know, I just feel like it gets complicated. That might be, yeah. What I would recommend is kind of doing what you lightly touched on and maybe have everyone, all 15 of those people, come up with their top three musts. And then, you know, like those are the things they have to hit. And then everything after is kind of like, well, if we don't get to see it, it's all right. As long as they have a top three must and make sure like, that, I'm sure a lot of those will overlap as well. So maybe start there, at least with the planning or prioritizing. Yeah, I guess for because my mom and dad don't ever really go to Disney, they didn't really know anything exactly about Disney. Yeah. So we were kind of they were just kind of along for the ride with and whatever like, we and wanted. Like to Wesley set up. talks about his brother, uh, brother-in-law, who's never been to Disney World. We uh, we definitely always all tried to stay together as much as we could. Yeah, um, and then eventually like let people kind of go their own ways towards later in the night but at least we started all together so it was stressful <laughs> I'll definitely not lie it was really fun but it was like really draining to keep up with everyone to keep everyone together to make sure everyone oh, yeah. was like having a good time and you know just I, why, it was exhausting that's why single riding's the way to go <laughs> but it, I mean it was like one of my favorite trips to Disney we had a blast 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure you'll have an amazing time. Absolutely. And then to answer his last question, if we had to experience, or if we were bringing a, a newbie with us, someone that hasn't been to Walt Disney World, and we wanted to show them only one attraction from each park, from each park, what would it be and why? Okay, so go through this quick. Hollywood Studios, I would say Tower of Terror for me. Uh, Epcot, I would say Soarin' uh, or Test Track. That's a tough call. What about Spaceship Earth? Ah, man, I love Spaceship Earth, I but I feel like for newbies, like that's almost a ride like you have to go on and really be, love Disney that's, to like really appreciate. That's very true. You know, but I think for, for a newbie that doesn't know much about Disney just coming, they're going to like more of the thrill factor. Yep. So I would, I would I'm, actually, I I'd, would vote Soren. Soren, I, I was going to say, I might even say Test Track just because it's so unique. And it's true. You know, I don't know. They both are, I guess. Um, Animal Kingdom, Everest. Yep. For sure. And then Magic Kingdom. I would probably, for me, I would pick Haunted Mansion. Yep. So <laughs> either, either that or Pirates. Yeah. Yeah. But Pirates is another one where it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's more nostalgia. So probably either Haunted Mansion or Space Mountain. Space Mountain would be another good one. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with the same thing. Hollow Studios, definitely in Tower Terror. Uh, oh, no Star Tours? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it, Tower Terror is just so immersive. It's amazing. You can't, you can't beat it. Uh, Epcot, I would go Soren. Animal Kingdom, Everest. And Magic Kingdom, it would be a real toss-up between Haunted Mansion and Space Mountain, but I would pull towards Haunted Mansion. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Hope we uh, hope we helped you there, Wesley. Thank you again for the question. Next question is from Dan. Dan asks, hey guys, I was just curious about the all-natural Adwala found throughout the parks and downtown Disney. I'm from Cincinnati and here the water isn't sulfury, question mark? Uh, like it is in Orlando. I'm a tap water sissy, so I don't touch beverages at Walt Disney World that use their tap water. So many options of drinks are limited to bottled water, soda, uh, anything from Starbucks. For some reason, they filter their water. Yes. I was wondering if you knew if the Odwalla lemonade was made with the not so appetizing tap water question mark thanks guys i love the podcast dan and Brittany. so the odd wall all natural odd wall lemonade is actually emily's favorite drink i know that's why this is the question is perfect <laughs> for you so we we really do get that a lot i mean i love the the slushies the slush drinks mm, the frozen so right now um, when we love the, just the lemonade itself. So I don't know if we're biased. I mean, we've never had a problem with it. I'm not sure as I'm not, far as the tap water usage yeah. in the drink. I'm not sure. I, I think the, the tartness and the sweetness, even if they did Might use, hide it. Yeah, it would hide it. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. I, I agree, Dan. Like the tap water... In Florida, just yeah, it's it's kind of sulfur. I mean, I don't it, even drink tap water here. I just I yeah, don't ever drink tap water. Yeah, like don't don't drink from the water fountains at Disney World. They taste like lead pipe. Um, even if you get the free water at uh, quick service, it still tastes that way. Yeah, but see, it doesn't really bother me. I don't know. It, it it bothers me slightly. He did bring up a good point. If you do get water at Starbucks, they do filter it. Yeah, so you can get water there. But yeah, I don't think it would. Uh, even if they did, I don't think you would taste it in no. the in the. I don't think so. I mean, if if anything, I'd say it's at least worth a shot because if you do love the all natural lemonade, it is delicious. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. Dan, and it's, if, if if you hate it, 
you're out four dollars. Uh, so. Dan, Dan, try it, and if it doesn't go so well, you can blame us. There you go. <laughs> and Ryan will refund you your four dollars. Oh, I'll <laughs> give you a high five if I need you and tell you sorry. <laughs> All right, we've got one more question, and this comes from Sven. Sven writes, first of all, I want to thank you two for producing such a stellar show every week. I first heard about your Instagram accounts from an Inside the Magic article, and when the podcast came, I was there from the start. Guess it helped that I was able to listen to the first three episodes on my first hashtag Disney single rider tour to Disneyland Paris. Oh yeah. I love connecting with you guys on all the different social media platforms, and hopefully I can make it to the US next year. And to give you some input for this show, I have a few questions. One. I know you watch other Disney YouTubers. Who do you enjoy the most and who would you recommend to your listeners? Two, do or did you play sports and do you follow sports teams? If so, do you have any favorites? Once again, thank you for producing a great podcast. It makes my Monday drive a joy. Greetings from Sven in Germany. Sven, yes, I have uh, connected with Sven a couple of times uh, via Snapchat and on Instagram. Sven's awesome. Um, Ryan, do you watch Disney YouTubers? Um... I think like you don't watch as many. Probably not as much as you. Vlogs as I do. <laughs> no, not really. Mainly because I'm just like always. You're just the audio guy. You know, you're just always listening, and I'm the video that's, guy. That's so why I'm, I listen to I'm podcasts. always watching. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The only person that I is me and Emily at Oh Yeah Disney. Oh Yeah Disney. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the only person though that I absolutely love watching. His name is Justin Scard. He goes by Live yeah. Fast Die Poor. Uh, he does a bunch of vlogs. He's mainly, ba- he lives in Anaheim, so he does a lot of stuff in Disneyland, but he also travels to Disney World. He's gone to Disneyland Paris, uh, and he'll do great vlogs. He- he'll do some series every now and then about things that are weird <laughs> in the Disney parks. And if any of you listeners have a connection to Justin, I want him on the show. I've been trying <laughs> so hard to get in contact with him, and I would love to have him have a weird segment on the queue. So that's just, hey, if you're able to hook us up, hook <laughs> us up. But that's that's the only one I'm really adamant on YouTube about. What about you, Scott? I've been watching Justin Scard's, uh, Justin, yeah, Justin Scard's um, daily vlog lately a lot. His personal vlog? Yeah. Yeah. The sometimes, the sometimes vlog. vlog. So I've been, been watching that a lot lately. So yeah, he's awesome. I watch uh, Adam the Woo. It's great. He goes to... He does some he's, Disney he's, stuff every now and then. Yeah. He's, he's like really good friends he's with Justin. Big, yeah. He's big picture. He's... He'll do some Disney stuff, like you said, but he'll yep. just do anything and yep. everything. Um, so I watch him. Um, I watch uh, the track uh, Tim Tracker, the Tim Tracker a lot. Tim Tracker, yeah. Uh, him and his wife Jen are awesome. Love talking to them on Twitter and stuff. And if you're into awesome mustaches, yes, Tim's got one. He's got one of the best around. Um, so they they go to Disney World and Universal Studios a lot because they live in Orlando. So definitely check them out. Very cool videos. They upload every day. They just had one awesome one that I really loved and made me really want to go to Typhoon Lagoon because they just had a day at oh, Typhoon yeah. Lagoon. Typhoon Lagoon's awesome. And it looked amazing. Yeah. So I want to go now because the, of them. The wave pool. That's where it's at. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> I, okay. Side note. You got me thinking about this. I, I've been to both <laughs> Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. They're both awesome. They both have their perks and things that make them uniquely sweet. I remember vividly going to Typhoon Lagoon and yes, we had a lot of fun in the wave pool, so much fun, but they had like mini donuts with cinnamon sugar at a concession stand there. And I just remember vividly getting a big box of mini donuts hot out of like the, the fryer 
and just sitting on a, on a beach chair eating donuts. That sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> How amazing is that? Eating hot, fresh cinnamon donuts at in front of a wave pool. <laughs> Very nice. That's reason enough. Um, you can always watch Emily and myself. So we post. He already does. That's what he said. I'm just telling the people who uh, who want to know about other Disney vlogs that don't watch us. Ryan, let me shamelessly plug myself. Uh, you can find us at youtube.com slash oh yeah Disney three. <laughs> three. Three. Is that is that your third channel? <laughs> no. <laughs> couldn't get Oh yeah Disney for some reason. You couldn't get Oh yeah Disney one? I just don't I, three's oh yeah, my Disney, favorite number. Oh yeah so. Disney two. <laughs> Because there's two of you, and oh yeah, that would have made sense. Uh, you know, I should have. I wish I would have done like, oh yeah, Disney, like TV or like you know something. Uh, uh, and now I can't change it. So <laughs> regret, regret, mistake. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I also watch um, Molly Buck. She is she's oh, yeah, a cast member at Disney World, so she'll post videos weekly. I watch like Patrick's Films, uh, Sarah Snitch. Keith Lapning. I know those are no, so basically just Disneyland. get on YouTube and Google Disney. Yeah, <laughs> or not. <laughs> they're no, they're they're more Disney. only Disneyland, but yeah, they're cool. Um, so yeah, those are a handful. Anyways, and to answer your second question, do or did you play sports, and do you follow any sports teams? If so, do you have any favorites? Well, that's not related to Disney. I really only keep up with one sports team, and that's the Carolina Panthers because we are in Charlotte, North Carolina. And they're like really the only team. I don't watch basketball. Um, you don't watch the Hornets? No, don't watch the Hornets. Did you play any sports growing up? Um, or now, currently? I played golf <laughs> in middle school. I was on the golf team. <laughs> That's funny. I was on the golf team in uh, late middle school, early you high were? school. Yeah. Really? Yep. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was MVP eighth grade. No big deal. You know, just doing nice. it Solid. I. Our, our golf team was only for high school, but I was on it when I was in eighth grade. Nice. Yeah. Fancy. Uh, I played, oh gosh, I, I played a little bit of everything. I played baseball. Baseball was big. I, I hate baseball. I played. For anyone who wants to know. Pretty <laughs> much, I played basketball pretty much my whole life. Naturally, I'm Tall. six foot two. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of given. And my dad played in college, so I was kind of like born into it. Played football, uh, played golf, and then I've done a lot of other sports. Yeah, I was a skateboarder. Yeah, after golf in middle school, I went to skateboarding. <laughs> so I was on a skate team through like high school and college. So that was fun. I skateboarded for like a year when Tony Hawk Pro Skater was big. Yeah. <laughs> so what got me into skateboarding? Yeah, that's what got me into it too. And then I was like, I don't want to fall and hurt myself. I no. give up. <laughs> <laughs> I pushed past that, you know. I, I did not. <laughs> ah, Do you so follow any sports teams? Nope. Nope, nope. There you go. I honestly do not care about sports. Right, I am go. I am a very rare Disney and man. only Disney. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I care less about sports. I mean, I do love myself some Boston Red Sox. If I'm rooting for anyone, I'm but rooting for the Sox. I hate baseball. I'm sorry. Sorry if that offends it's, anyone. It's America's pastime. Nope, not my Are pastime. You not American? It's not my pastime. <laughs> well, sorry. Yeah. I feel like I'm forgetting other YouTubers, but I'm sorry if I oh, missed anyone. Oh, you're still anyone. on YouTube. <laughs> I just want to throw that in there. I'm sorry if I missed anyone. That is awesome that I probably watch and talk to you, but that's all I'm blanking right now. I'm tired. It's late. Let's <laughs> <Just> move on. <laughs> Next question. Uh, <laughs> no, that's it. That's that, our last question. That is question. Well, I have a question. You have a question. I, I didn't email it in though, so can I ask it? Uh, we'll, we'll allow it. Okay. Go okay. for it. My question is, Scott, if you, metaphorical you, 
Big picture you. Big picture me, okay. <laughs> if you could make The Q, the podcast that is The Q, even better and more immersive and involved and communal, what would you do? That is a great question, Ryan. I, that's why I asked it. And I think that it's always more fun interacting with more people. Yes. I know we had a blast last week. Last week was so much fun and we got so much good feedback from it. So I think if we did more of that, we would be even awesomer. <laughs> I like it. What do you think? I, th- I think I think you're onto something here. And I think, here's, here's what I'm thinking. I'm envisioning a queue that is super communal. So what I mean by this is not just you, not just me, but a Disney family. So with different uh, outlets. So maybe maybe having Yoho Disney here, or Oh Yeah Disney here, uh, other parts of the Disney community into this giant Disney entity that is the queue. Ooh, I like it. Yes. So we are working on a few things that we think will only improve the queue and provide a better listening experience for all of you guys. That's right. We know this was a little bit vague, but we wanted this to be a nice playful way to say that the queue is going to be going through what I'm calling Q.0. Q.0. It's it's like 2.0. It's like 2.0, Q.0. Yeah. We're evolving. We're evolving. The Q is evolving, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, we look forward to it. We look forward to the future. Definitely. I'm excited for it. I think it'll be really cool. Again, this was kind of vague, but... Very vague. (laughs) Just just a little teaser. Yes. A little teaser. But stay tuned. We got we got a great big beautiful tomorrow. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Just a dream away. So that'll do it for the show this week. Thank you guys so much for listening each and every week. We hope you had fun listening yeah. to all of your questions being answered. We always have fun. So thank you guys so much yeah, thank to you everyone for, who sent them in. Yeah, thank you for writing in and, and being a part of this. That's what we're all about. Absolutely. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes if you have not already. And rate and review us, share us with your friends, get the word out there. We always appreciate that. Yes. And Ryan, people can now find us on Google Play. Am I right? That is all right. So if you have an Android, you can uh, listen to the queue on your Android now. There you go. That's about all I know about it. I mean, we're, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that you have an Android, but you, know, <laughs> you can at least listen to the queue. Yes. <laughs> we're big Apple fans over here. Yes. And like you mentioned earlier, like guys, we value so much your feedback. We love it when you leave us a, a rating and a review on iTunes. It means, one, it means so much to us. But two, we get so much out of it. We know what is connecting with you what's resonating with you. So then we can go and tailor the shows more towards that. So that should be incentive for you guys to go just so we can make the show better for you. And it also helps more people find it too. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at the QCast. Search for that, you'll find us there. The QCast, one word. The QCast. You can send us an email at thequeuecast at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail on the Q line. Ryan, tell them how to do it. All you got to do is pick your phone. Just give us a call at 209-Q09. Yeah. That's right. 209-Q-U-E-U-E-09. 209-Q09. You should play You Can Call Us on the Q line. Mm. (laughs) I missed that one. Here, Here we go. Ready? Here it goes. You can call us on the Q line. Yeah. 
Yeah. Drizzy Drake? Vibing. <laughs> Vibing real hard. <laughs> Anyways, hey, as we are recording this right now, the voting to help us be nominees, hopefully, hopeful nominees for the podcast awards has just ended. So we're recording this. We do not know yet if uh, we have been nominated or not. So fingers crossed, but thank you to everyone who did partake in the uh, nomination process. We appreciate it so much, no matter what the outcome. And I also wanted to mention, if you follow Emily and myself on Instagram at Oh Yeah Disney, you already know about this, but we are launching our own Disney-inspired shirts, our own apparel line. Ooh. Oh Yeah Apparel. And this Thursday is the first time we're opening our uh, shirt shop. Thursday, May 5th. Thursday, May 5th at 7 p.m. You can check it out at Oh Yeah Apparel. Yes, sorry, Eastern, 7 p.m. You can check it out at ohyeahapparel.com. Dot com. (laughs) So, Scott, as we mentioned at the end of the Q&A, we are going to maybe be doing like a little little refurb of the queue, a little wiki wiki remix. (laughs) Do you know that? (laughs) So with that, I'm, I'm sorry, folks, this might hurt just a little bit, but we are going to take next week, next Monday, off. Oh. Uh, for a little R&R, really, for a little, not rest and relaxation, but refocus and rejuvenation. Oh, you like I see, that. I see what yeah, you did there. Yeah. So we're going to start heading to the lab, conjuring up some new formulas to make the queue more interactive for you and more communal for the Disney community as a whole. Yes, and this is all coming from feedback from you guys because we definitely, like we've said from the beginning, we want this to be communal. We want to always be improving and getting better. And we take your feedback very seriously. So we're going to make some tweaks uh, based off of what we've heard from you guys and we're going to go from there. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so sweet. I can't wait. Ryan, where can we find you online? Uh, MySpace. Oh, man. Throwing it back. (laughs) I like it. Uh, No, I deleted MySpace a while ago. Oh. Man, that was gonna be cool. Fun times. <laughs> Anyways, you can find me. You can find me on my website, ryanmonet.com. You can also, if you so desire, you can look me up on Instagram on my Disney Instagram account, Disney Single Rider. Again, as we were talking about, I go to Disney by myself a lot <laughs> until <laughs> so, you get a girlfriend. That, uh, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when I get to it. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Scott. <laughs> no problem. So, but, ladies, but, if you're interested, you can find Ryan online at Disney Single Rider on yes, Instagram. Yes, you can. <laughs> and you can also get maybe some tips on how to enjoy the Disney parks when you're there by yourself by witnessing what fun stuff I do. So, Scott. Or with Ryan. Yeah. yeah come, come join me. <laughs> Let's have fun together. Scott, where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Instagram at oh yeah Scott and on Twitter at just Scott Jones. Just Scott Jones. That's that's part of your name. Yes. The, the just. Don't forget included. the just, or you won't find me. Yes. And with that, we've reached the end of the queue. So now it's time for you to hop on board, strap in, hang tight, and enjoy the ride. See you guys. See ya. I've been to Hawaii and have been, I've been to Hawaii and to have, God. You can also leave us a voicemail on the queue line. It's as simple as just picking up your phone 
and <laughs> freaking Q line. <laughs> That's it. No more Q line. Q line's gone. It's dead. It's dead, Ryan. I'm, I'm, I'm terminating the Q line. <laughs> but it's so much fun. All right. All you've got to do is pick your phone and dial the number. <laughs> Man, we suck. <laughs> I love when you struggle, and it's not just me. <laughs> oh, you gosh. created the jingle, so it's worse when you struggle with it. That makes me not look as bad. <laughs>